Hello and welcome to the Unpretty Podcast. I'm Basma and this is Chi. We want to explore the world of beauty through the experiences and stories of people of colour. In each episode, we will unpack different themes and topics, along with the help of some friends, experts and people we just really love. We've got lots to say, lots to learn and we're here to do that with you. So let's get to it. I think it makes sense with our first episode of this podcast that we talk about why we decided to create this podcast in the first place. You know, the first week of lockdown, after coming to terms with everything that that means and uncertainty that that might bring, I think the next question that I had quite selfishly and rather vainly was, what on earth am I going to do about my braids? I don't think it's that selfish. I think everyone is worried about what they're going to do with their hair. But what did you do about your braids? Well, I really, really hoped that one of the mainstream publications would have some kind of tutorial or something to help guide me. You know, everyone's talking about diversity right now, but I literally didn't find anything. I ended up no. s- like scrolling through YouTube tutorials upon YouTube tutorial and just taught myself how to do it. Wait, hold on. Did you do your own braids? I did my own braids. Your whole head? My Well, about 95% of my head, but... I mean, it doesn't look perfect, but it will do. When quarantine or the lockdown happened, straight away, all the like outlets were like, how do you dye your roots? How do you cut your fringe? And I was like, all right, well, for some of us that aren't dyeing our hair, cutting our fringe, actually for the entire pretty much uh, black population who have braids or weaves or cornrows or dreads or whatever it is, there was nothing. There was nothing that could say, hey guys, we're here for you. It's actually made me think that I need to learn how to like cornrow my hair and stuff for like emergencies. Is that really weird? Like people are like rationing their eggs and their milk in the toilet roll. And I'm like, I need to learn how to cornrow if this ever happens again. (laughs) 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 Right? (laughs) But before we just keep going on this, I think it's about time that we introduced our guests. Absolutely. And then can I just say, I am so, so happy that for the first episode, we have the absolute dons of black hair. So our first guest is a multi-award winning Afro hairstylist, business owner and the first black woman to be inducted into the British Hairdressing Awards Hall of Fame, Charlotte Mensa. Also joining us is the brilliant Mark McIver, founder and owner of Slider Cuts. I don't know anyone who's not heard of Slider Cuts at this point. Mark is the barber to the stars, counting Tiny Tempa, Anthony Joshua and Reggie Yates as some of his regular clients. Welcome both. So how are you both? How's lockdown treating you? How are you coping? You know, it's up and down. Some days it's like you feel very on top of it. Other days it's like, oh my God, I'm just climbing up the wall. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's yeah, it's so up and down. We're trying, we're hanging in there and you getting, know, getting through it. Um... Mark, how are you? Are you missing the barbershop culture? I actually feel oh. like you spend every single day in that barbershop. Is there a part of you that also misses, like, sort of being there? Yes, there is a, definitely, 100% there's a part of me that misses um being there, you know, just every day, just cutting hair. I enjoy cutting hair, you know, missing the people, the conversations, the banter, and all of those things there, I'm definitely missing. Um, the other things would be, um, I'm enjoying, like, this time I'm spending with my children. I wouldn't be able to have this kind of like this much focused time. But yeah, I'm definitely still missing the barbershop, you know. Even I went there the other day because I had to um, go to the post office next door to top up my key and I went inside and it just, it just felt good being there. Just, just being inside the shop. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, when you lose that, that's the sense of routine, right? When you lose that bit of routine of somewhere you go every single day at the same time and see the same people, it's kind of weird when you're suddenly like, okay, well, yeah. I'll just close those doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that you miss the banter. I mean, obviously you both must are you still in touch with your clients like have you been speaking to them on instagram have people been reaching out freaking out um yeah i got a few people have reached out to me asking me to do facetimes to help their girlfriends cut their hair um <laughs> you know saying that you know my hair is messed up what do i do to fix it what clippers should i buy how do i do this how do i do that just asking customers to send pictures of their hair <laughs> people are dying with that email they are struggling yeah and charlotte you, know. you must have had the same no yeah so many like literally every day emails and whatsapp messages instagram messages oh my hair someone said oh could you guide me through on doing single braids i'm like honestly how am i gonna guide you through you know that takes like seven to eight hours to what i'm gonna yeah. sit on a phone for eight hours step by step it's just um <laughs> i'm like just just hang on and just make do with yeah. what you've got at home and it's not just the styling alone but it's the therapy i think it's yeah and it's like it just lift this weight off you so i think it's more of that as well and just having someone just touch your hair and even i miss you know feeling and touching someone's mm-hmm. hair such a it's I, the physical yeah, touch aspect as yeah. well isn't it it's that love language of physical touch that's so funny with someone just like you know giving you a bit of like sensitivity yeah um, yeah um, so mm. on recording this we're in the fourth week of quarantine and i was doing a little bit of research and um, how to cut your own hair is one of the top searches on Google mm-hmm. and, and then Amazon have also seen a, a massive uplift in, in people searching for at home um, hair dye so it almost feels like you get to week four and everyone is really freaking out like have you both yeah. found that your inquiries have increased or Mark I know that you do um, you've got tutorials on your Instagram and YouTube like has engagement increased? My tutorial on how to cut your own hair on my Instagram has probably had one of the most shares I've ever had on any video in my top three and save videos. The amount of people that saved it, which might not be a lot to some people, but like 700 people saved it. Wow. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Amazing. <laughs> so I was like, wow. So a lot of people are really engaged in cutting their own hair. Plus I keep getting all these people sending me pictures of their haircuts to say, look, I cut my own hair or my girlfriend cut my hair. What do you think about it? <laughs> You're like the dad. That's so funny. It's like, look at me. I you know, so anything I put out there tutorial wise is getting a lot more traction. I'm actually really interested to hear about your um, tutorials. Are they, I know that the majority of your customers do have Afro hair, but do they also translate to non-Afro hair? Are you getting more non-black people um, engaging with the with your socials as well? Yeah, yeah, because all the pictures, some of the pictures I've had haven't been only from black people, they've been from white people as well. And, you know, maybe Turkish, you know, European, whatever it is. Because the tutorial is done on someone black who's myself. The same techniques and methods you can use if you've got Caucasian hair, Asian hair, whatever. And Charlotte, do you find the same? Yeah, definitely. Because our salon is like open to um, Afro and curly textures. You can find someone who's Japanese and got curly hair. So we have a whole different type of clients that walk through our door. The good thing is I've been doing loads and loads of quotes like for magazines, for newspapers. And off the back of that, 
people are finding you and direct messaging you or um, they're emailing and asking, look, I don't have Afro hair. What should I do? It's for all textures. I think that's just amazing because mm. I, as someone with Afro hair, I know that I couldn't just walk into like a Persian's or a Vidal Sassoon and know that I'm served. catered for, yeah. Yeah, I think mm. that um, there's something to really say about how you guys really can speak to and help everyone whereas mm -hmm. our community can only really be helped by you yeah yeah I think it's um I mean I was trained in the 80s so you know I went to London College of Fashion it was predominantly European hair but then I was in a salon um which specialized in afro hair like we were like taught on every hair type I mean obviously Afro hair is curlier and more dense and more coiled. If you're layering the hair, it's the same technique. If you're doing a, a short tapered cut, it's the same technique. And we welcome everybody and we're able to provide a service for all the different hair textures. Yeah, and that actually brings us on to my... We had a thought, me and she, when we were talking the other day. I really would love to know why you both decided to create the spaces, create the salons that you have. Um, is it because you saw a gap in the market or that you saw that people were being underserved? For me, the reason why I opened up the shop is because I had all these ideas in a way which I thought, I felt that barbershop should be run. I had a vision for how I think it should be run and the environment and what it should be doing in the community. We can play a positive role in the community, being just from just the image of the way we conduct ourselves to our language, to the things we talk about, our opinions on things. You know, I felt like, you know, we could be influences. In my shop right now, there's uh, I don't know, eight, nine people on the, on the shop floor. The men are in relationships and everybody there talks about being in a relationship. And no one in there is kind of being like, you know, yeah, on the weekend I went and linked this other girl and we've done this and we've done that. It's all kind of like, it's all kind of like mature conversations and that's the type of thing which I want young people hearing. I don't want young people walking into the shop hearing, yeah, there was this thing and there was that thing, even talking to, talking about girls' right. things, yeah. you know, yeah. which I've always that's had actually, an issue that's with. That's so, that's so, it's making me smile It's very that. important. Um, mm. It's such, such a lovely concept to be like, you know what, like we can be mature men and we can, you know, talking yeah. about going around and just like sleeping with this girl, that girl, and just, you know, be mm. adults and share yeah, adult advice and talk. And that's what it is. And it's those type of things which I just wanted and just kind of like people can hear our conversations, you know, and we're not influencing them in the wrong way. We're a legitimate business. You know, everybody's working. People are getting paid. People are paying taxes. You know, I also mentor um, young people's, you know, at the moment we've got like three people which are there and I mentor them and it's kind of like if they're going to be in a shop, you know, with us, it can't be us acting right when we think the right people are around. We just have to be right because people are always watching us and people are always listening so there were things like that as well as things like you know the code of conduct in the shop like no swearing no profanities no music with profanities in it you know so it's all these type of things which i just want the way i wanted the shop to run and also just the 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 place we have in the community so creating programs that actually um directly reach out to the community like this fillet scheme which i have which is kind of like you can come and we'll just help you fill in a form if you struggle with forms. You don't have to come to the shop to get your haircut. We'll just help you. And I feel things like that kind of like directly help the community without the... Because you can indirectly help a community by just being a positive role model. But I want to do more than that. I wanted the shop to be something that actually would directly, you know, putting things in play to actually help. So there's, there's that kind of stuff and a lot more. But it's like that kind of ethos as to why I really wanted to open up my own shop. 
Yeah, more than just a barbershop. Mm. Yeah, literally, we yeah. just about to yeah. say that line. It's more than just a barbershop. And I think, Charlotte, you also are really engaged with your community. I feel like yeah. every Saturday and Sunday on your social pre-lockdown, um, you know, you had families coming in and little girls that you see yeah. growing up and you've been doing their mum's hair and doing the kids' hair. Like, can you... Yeah, the salon focuses, our main concerns is the health of your hair so we believe in treatments and we have a very holistic approach from the type of treatments that we do um, we only work by appointments so there's not tons and tons of people waiting around also the space is very light and airy um, inspire you because you know we're on Portobello Road and it with only Afro Salon there's about maybe 80 salons to be able to sustain that business for the past 18 years it's mm -hmm. incredible yeah definitely a destination salon because in the day sometimes there's not even a client from London it's like Germany Nigeria Senegal Brazil we get people coming in from all over the world kind of service that we provide and like Mark was saying earlier down to even the music down to um, our uniform I have people that are mental and then they'll turn around and say oh you know I'm not doing that well I'm going to close my business down and I'm like what invest in the business like you no know, when you make profit put some back in the business yes yeah, maintain the shop like yeah I, I think so for both of you actually like, yours too you both your yeah. both your salons and your barbershops are also like well branded like yeah. you know what you're getting yeah. you know the standard of care and your crazy mm -hmm. spaces where you can also educate because i mean in our community especially where can you go i mean most people in our community will go to church you know you want a place where you go to where there's like you can be encouraged and empowered within the salon space you'll have from a lawyer to a doctor to a, a first lady you've got all sorts of different types of women to the girl that works as a cashier in tesco's they all come into the space i myself get i i love people and i i, I get my energy of people every Everybody's welcome and everyone's special. I feel the same for you, Mark, because you do have everything from, you know, your regular man working in an office to, you know, your celebrities. Do you find that it's the same kind of environment? I'm not sure as to why. Maybe people just um, would reflect the people who work in the shop and the owners and stuff like that. But yeah, when people come to our shop and also, do you know, what? it's testament. Also, I got to give to some of the celebrity clients who are cut as well because they don't come in and act like celebrities. So when... Let's say, example, Anthony Joshua comes into a shop. If you didn't know who Anthony was, you would never get the vibe that he was like this this superstar off the back of the way he acts because he comes into the shop and he says hello to everybody. Yeah, but you've created that. It's, it's your aura as well. Sorry to cut in, but I think it's the space, the way you've created that space. People okay. come in and they don't feel like, oh my God, I'm bigger than anyone here because, because of you and the atmosphere and the ambience that you've created which is amazing it's a yeah, great space it's brilliant and you i feel like you wouldn't get that anywhere especially the mainstream salons well i guess it depends yeah the way you treat the clients as well like i think what has helped especially for me before like you know cutting all these different celebrities and things like that through my instagram and through my youtube and everything like that i created this environment that was it was kind of like it was all based around talking and jokes and all these different things so when these different celebrities started cutting with me. They entered into the environment which I had created. 
they saw all of these things. So it wasn't a situation where they came and suddenly I bring out the camera because they've come into the shop. Because if I don't cut any celebrities this week, you'll still see my Insta stories with the regular clients with jokes and haircuts and different things. So I think it made them a lot more comfortable coming into that, knowing that I'm not doing this solely because they have come in here. I remember like Reggie coming in one day and he saw this guy from who was who appears on my Insta stories all, all the time. And he was like, yeah, he said, he said to the guy, you're that guy, man. I want that beard. That beard, that's the beard I want. Like, I always, I always see you, I want that beard. I like that, I thought that is nice because he's not like elevating himself above anyone. You created equality, which is yeah. so lovely, actually, just to make everyone the same person. We have talked to some of the loveliest people of colour and they've asked us a couple of questions, wanted some advice on their hair and how they're managing their hair during this lockdown. So we just wanted to go through them um, and we wanted to get your guys' opinions. The first one is Perry Shakestrayton. She is a former Olympian and gold medalist. And the second one is Donna Wallace. She's the fashion and accessories editor at British Vogue. During this quarantine, being asked, what am I doing with my hair? It's actually a very good question because I'm not doing much of it in a sense that I usually wear wigs, have my hair braided, the lot. But during this time, I'm letting my hair be free. I know, wearing it natural. And um, I twist it at night time if I can be bothered. Because to be honest, I'm just like, why am I putting a wig on? This scalp needs to be breathing. And I'm thinking, just embrace what I've got underneath. And it's funny, my husband gave me a compliment and was like, I hope you wear your hair like this more often. I looked at him really funny, but really, it's like, no, it actually, it is not bad. When I was an athlete, uh, a lot of the time, I, I would cover my hair because it was just easier, you know, for training to get up and go. And I didn't really want to be spending time in the mirror worrying about my hair. But now, in this situation, I ain't going nowhere. So, wearing my hair out, rocking the fro is the way to go. I've been wearing my hair as a natural fro for a number of years. And most recently, I've been having my hair in braids or twists. And as this this version that I have in now is reaching the end of its sort of life cycle, I'm trying to decide if I educate myself and find a really good hair tutorial and get some supplies and redo the style that I have in already, or whether I spend some time with my natural hair texture and really letting it breathe and without the pressure of needing to be doing it. I actually really enjoy and love my hair texture, so this could be a really good opportunity to let it breathe. I know that I definitely am going to spend at least a couple of weeks bonding with my hair texture and really enjoying it and loving it all over again. But I can also appreciate that this is a romanticised notion. I might last a week, I might last a day, I might last a month. But I think it's, I, I'm definitely going to take the opportunity that we have now being at home. You know, I think it's awesome time to just let your hair be. And I think it's a great time to try, you know, lots of different like types of deep conditioning treatments. It's a good time to try different oils and, and just like even like head wraps, you know, because you're not going anywhere and I would say um, it's a really good time to fall in love with your God-given texture try different styles have fun with your hair you know get some fabric tie your hair up you know massage your scalp take your time with everything is there's no rush it's just um enjoy yeah it's it. you enjoy and, natural and hair. enjoy it enjoy it okay so I think we can move on to our next person we have Chris Jammer, the co-founder of Strawberries and Cream Festival. I actually had dreads for six years and just before we went into lockdown, I actually shaved them off because 
I just wanted a fresh start. None of the shops that I usually get any hair products from are open, so I can't find any sort of like Afro-Caribbean conditioner or castor oil or anything that I wanna use to make my hair grow back thicker. So I'm kind of doing like these home remedies. <laughs> um, so like putting like conditioner and apple cider vinegar and rice water and coconut oil and that sort of stuff to try and get some like thickness back into my hair and make it healthy again um and i'm kind of in two minds whether i need to cut it all off and just go from a zero or try and let it grow out and thicken by itself any information on that or any home remedies that you might suggest that help with hair health so what do we think about that you what, know cutting your dreads yeah. off with all this products that you say they can't get there's so many online stores that still has Lots of really good products. We have our online stores open. You can buy the Manketi oil conditioner, the shampoo, the oil. It's amazing. It's so rich. It's um, it's very hydrating and nourishing on on all um, Afro hair types. So I would say look at the um, look at the products online. With growth, growth also comes from inside. So it's not just what you put on topically but it's also it's a good time to kind of like look at your diet because you have time to change how you eat and also sleeping sleeping really helps to renew the cell to, to have good skin and good hair and you know just being anxious and stressed can 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 lose a lot of hair so yeah, yeah. it's a really good time to take care of yourself mentally like emotionally and spiritually yeah i would say not to cut your hair off and the reason why i say that is because in my experience, anybody who's had dreads or plaits or braids for a very long time, a lot of times they end up getting a lot, these kind of these bumps at the back of their neck from where it's been pulling, depending on how tight they've had all their braids and um, dreads. So the reason why I say not cut your hair is let like a barber assess your scalp first. Because if you've got, let's say like any of these reactions, then if you cut your hair, you might press down too hard on it and make it worse. You might open up bumps, which you're not supposed to. Anybody who's coming from that situation i'm more so like leave it and leave it to the professionals um also the other thing would be where you've had your head in plaits or say in dreads for so long i would have to look at the state of your hair first because there might be places where as example when i'm cutting people's hair there's people who have lighter patches of hair places which i kind of leave and i groom their hair to make it look good which if you're cutting your hair yourself you probably wouldn't be able to do so i would say just treat your hair at the moment um you know use the oils you need to use and the shampoos you need to use so figure that out and just do that and just wait for the lockdown you know to finish because unless she's a what do you call it a vlogger no one's seeing you anyway yeah that's so true you're just like yeah, don't worry true. about it no one can it's see so it's true it's actually quite interesting as chris yeah. obviously said about the product thing before you know, we already, as it is, we struggle to get, you know, we can't go to our regular boots. Do you find that your clients find it difficult to find their hair products now that we're in lockdown? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people asking me that they're looking for hair extensions to, to do braids and stuff. You know, they can't get any or it's on Amazon, but they put the price up three times as much and um, it just depends on your budget because I mean lots of other places that are open online that you could buy from I think the general sort of generic afro products that they're looking for and not on these platforms yeah Lee Gray he's a presenter and a talent manager and then the second one is Kobe Yates he's a stylist and costume designer it's getting really 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 hard to maintain my beard and my 
dreads which I've literally just started and obviously I'm supposed to do them every four weeks. I'm a man of convenience so I've never bought shavers, I don't really buy hair products, if I need something I go to the barbers or the hairdressers. Now I'm stuck inside and I don't really know what to do, I'm seeing tips and tricks and all kinds of things on the internet but none that really caters to my hair. Um, so what am I supposed to do? How can I fix this problem? What once were twists have become matted hair and so I need to fix this ASAP. Please help me if you can. Um, so I wear my hair in dreads. The style I like um, the most is a four strand twist. My hair is palm rolled so it's quite easy for it with my hair texture for it to come out and unravel if it's not in that style. Um, but what I find is when you've got it up in a four strand twist or in a ponytail obviously you do get quite a lot of strain on your head. So I'm wondering, um, are there any natural products that you would uh, recommend around the house that I can use to spray on my hair or to kind of help lock in moisture? If there's anything that you could recommend for maintaining your edges and helping promoting growth. So I shave with a Philips Senso Touch um, shaver, which is just one of those three headed um, shavers that you can go in to get quite a close finish. I've been told that when you tone and you obviously keep the skin and the layer clear that it stops your skin from kind of growing over itself and stopping the stopping the curly hair from kind of growing back inwards into itself but if there are any natural products that you'd recommend for the skin especially after shaving and to help maintain the growth of the hair that's coming through the face once you finish shaving that would be amazing i know mark you said that you've grown you're growing out your beard um, but have yeah. you have you had your clients freaking out and asking about that? I guess people are wondering what to shave with. Some people have never shaved before, which is funny. Like there's some people who were going to the barbershop from when their beard first came. So they've never actually shaved themselves. So it's kind of like, what do they do? How do they <laughs> shave themselves? I guess this is an awakening time for people to almost like, you know, step into manhood, you know, take, do your first shave. Yeah, 40 years old, you do your first shave. Um, there is um, treatment you can go through if you're going to shave yourself. We'll put you in the best position to um, have healthy skin and, you know, allow the hair to grow out. And you can find different tutorials about it, which is like what you do before you shave which is kind of like the oils, the balms you use before you shave, the hot towel to open up your, your pores, you know, steam in your face, all these different things you can do before you shave, which helps. And then when you finish shaving, it's, like, it's a similar thing, which is kind of like the type of oils or balms you use on it. And also like using a hot towel, steam in your face. Because ultimately what happens with a lot of black people who've got curly hair is when you shave too close, because of the hair being curly, it ends up when it's growing out, ends up curling in itself and not coming out the skin. And this is what a lot of black people have when they are having bumps. Sometimes, you know, people say, oh, the barber done it to me. And it's just like, no, it's not the barber, it's just your curly hair. There are different remedies to it. Like for me, when I was shaving before, if I shaved every three days, I'd get no bumps. If I left it four days, I'd start getting bumps. I found a pattern. Oh, and, yeah, I found so a pattern. I've told people this before, I found a pattern within do you in, think these tips would also help um, women with like shaving legs and armpits and some women that do shave their arms and stuff? Should you do the same practices? Yeah, because everyone has like a shaving routine or pattern or has a thing that will work for them. So I think if women try different things, you know, like how often they shave, I guess. But the yeah. steaming of the legs is, I'm quite intrigued to know if that's, that'll help with ingrowns. It might do because it, it helps to open up your pores. 
And Charlotte, I was wondering, do you get a lot of women in your salon with dreads or do you find for it to be a bit more of a guy's cultural thing over it being women? Get a lot of women that are doing like sister locks, which is like a smaller version. There's lots of women as well that have had like locks for a very long time, like over 10 years. And it's growing out. The hair's literally hanging and the, the roots mm. are so disconnected with the end so that they get a lot of breakage. So they've decided to cut off the all of the locks and start again with their natural hair. I feel so. like there's so, I've got so many, so many questions about dreads, but that's, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on dreads. <laughs> on dreads, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that would be an interesting one. So we again have popped two women together that both have the same thing, but in different ways. So the first one is Zazie Afore, who is a broadcaster and cultural consultant. And then we have Liv Little who's a producer, broadcaster, and owner and founder of Galdan. For me, my hair is fine, you know. It's as fab as usual, thanks to my well-honed routine. <laughs> also, a good haircut always really helps. Um, I wear my hair naturally. It's in a very well-shaped, beautiful afro. Yeah, I have my routine kind of down. So if anything, this quarantine has given me more time to you know, extra deep conditioning. Tried a clay mask for the first time the other day, like over my whole head. I find that I really love my hair when it is not really weighed down with loads of products. Back in the day, I used to like to use like maybe heavier conditioners to kind of like make the curls drop a bit um, and do that. But now I like my hair to be springy, bouncy and free. And I am more grateful than ever for my springy, bouncy, free hair because it means that no matter how raggedy my skin might feel, when I have to jump on a work Zoom, as I often do, thankfully with my hair as the kind of signature, no matter what's going on, I always kind of look like myself. Yeah, the hair is all good, hon. Um, and we just give thanks for the bounty. <laughs> so I'm bald. <laughs> um, and I've been bald for about six years now. Um, I shave my head myself at home. Um, the first couple of weeks, for me, when my hair is like grown out even a little bit, I'm like, oh my God, I look rough. Like this is, you know, it's kind of the, my shaving off my head is like my one act of self-care. And I feel like it's really long, even when most people would say it's not very long. Um, cause I kind of shave it down, um, to a somewhere in between a zero and a one. Cause I don't use a guard. I think during lockdown, even though, you know, there are bigger things to worry about. One thing that I'm trying to do just because it makes me feel like slightly fresh, I guess, is um, maintain um, having shaved my head. And I've managed to do it once or twice since we've been in lockdown. I usually do it every week or if I want it to look super, super fresh um, a couple of times a week. Then the other thing, I guess, is just, you know, staying moisturised, hydrated and um, keeping that scalp well oiled. But I've got some really nice like pumpkin seed oil at the moment, which I've been putting on it. Um, which I put on my face and then like I'll just rub on the rest of my head because I'm lazy for laughs because I am um, I like shampoo my scalp but I think it's important otherwise mine gets very flaky. Zazie is like my spirit animal I definitely think once literally day one of quarantine I was like you know what I'm done doing my hair all the time and I have every single evening I just put lots of product in and I braid my hair go to sleep wake up undo the braids live my best like bouncy hair life and then do the exact thing on repeat because I just think this is the time 
to let your hair breathe. So definitely singing from the same hymn sheet. But what's also interesting, I think, is mm. Liv, which I think Mark, you can attest to, probably is talking about flaky scalps because actually that's not something men talk about a lot. When it comes to the scalp, what I would say is um, funny, actually. A lot of men have issues with their scalp. I guess they're embarrassed to talk about it. Do they talk to you about it? Yeah, yeah, they talk to the barber about it. People don't know about it because they don't talk about it. But yeah, they know they dry scalp, flaky scalp. They really get embarrassed if you cut someone's hair and, you know, you know, pieces of white, you know, start dropping down. So a lot of men do struggle. And it comes down to different treatments of like, you know, if you've got dry scalp, then, you know, this, what shampoo do you use? And some customers are like, I don't use shampoo. You know, I just, you know, the soap I use on my skin, I use on my hair. Or, you know, I just rinse it out. So it's like, you know, you, well, go get a shampoo. And I said, you know, go and find one, which is most likely oil-based. So I said, or oh, go see your doctor. And they can actually subscribe a shampoo to, to you. Most people have come back and their scalp condition has improved from doing that. So it's not particularly about, you know, there's a special um, shampoo that works. There'll be probably loads of shampoos that actually work but they just haven't addressed it. They just assume, oh, it just, I just have this flaky scalp. Something actually men talk about, really. It's an interesting one. That's an insecurity on men's part that you wouldn't even really know of the flaky scalp because no one really brings it up. I, I mean, this is my ignorance coming through here. But I'd be like, if I don't have hair, then I don't need to worry about shampoo or products. So I was actually quite um, enlightened by Liv. A lot of people also put on too many things in their hair. Like they use like gels, they use like um, edge controls and all sorts of different like products, products that can sometimes leave residues as well. So that can sit on the scalp. Yeah. We have this treatment that we, we do in the salon. It's a salt scrub. So we focus on your scalp for 15 minutes by just using oils and Himalayan salt, really exfoliate. Because what I find is like women and men, they would face wash, they'll have like a Toner, exfoliator, like, yeah. they'll have like a serum. When it comes to their scalp, it's just like, like Mark said, they will use the same viral soap that they've used on your body. So lots of people just focus on the hair and not the scalp. Totally. Charlotte, I'm desperate to try your um, scalp scrub. But we'll we'll come to that post. post I think I'm going to yeah, do the same. Yeah, right. Um, I'm come. Yeah, both of you and you, Mark, I, I, as well. You should we all just go? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, scrub. definitely. As soon as the lockdown's over, they've got their routine on lockdown. Um, yeah. And I think that Zazy, in particular, you know, she is so well known for her hair. She's she's nailing it. And their hair always looks amazing. Their hair just speaks for itself. Yeah, it's, you know, it healthy hair is happy hair. And she always looks happy. This is from Manny. He is a talent manager and stylist. My thought process going through this time is that as a lot of people are suffering and going through it, I feel like my attachment to, like, getting haircuts regularly, like, shaving regularly, is a little bit vein in this time and I don't need to be going anywhere I don't need to be seeing anyone so as much as possible I'm just trying to like stay out of the whole vanity behind my wanting to be a certain way uh, normally I'm, I'm always like clean shaved and have fresh trim because of my work but I think at this time I'm just trying to just do me and just let my hair do its thing during this time. So Manny's talking about vanity. Um, and one thing that I noticed this weekend, I was watching P. Diddy's um, 
Oh my goodness. It's a live festival with all of the stars. <laughs> and the one thing that stood out to me was a conversation that he was having with Kevin Hart. So P. Diddy has let his beard grow. So like the greys are coming out. It's wild out there. <laughs> and him and Kevin were talking about how they'd both committed to just letting their hair grow. And Kevin had then given up and pretty confident that he has then found an at-home dye kit and dyed his beard. I think he has. Yeah, he must have because he was grey and then suddenly, no, he was grey, then suddenly he's black again. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that men dyed their beards. You um, didn't know men dyed their beards? Yeah. No, oh, that's huge. Will Swift does. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, lots of them. So, Mark, All do you have them. lots of clients coming in? Do you dye your clients' beards? We don't dye our customers' beards. I think we're still in a place, especially in England, where people are quite embarrassed about that. So that's the type of thing people do themselves at home. People will be a bit embarrassed it's to be true. on the shop floor having that done. But I think there will come a time when people will be a lot more open with that and just be okay with it. Because, you know, there are some people which, you know, people ask about and say, oh, my man's not grey. Like, he must be dying his beard or his hair. Or like, you know, it's jet black. He must be dying, you know. So there's all of those kind of conversations that happen in the shop. But no one is confident enough just to say, yeah, I dye my beard. Even the customers who I can see dye their beard. I know a customer dyes his beard, dyes his hair. Uh, he, no, no one speaks about it, but everyone knows. It's just that thing. Our last person who is a little treat for um, Mark. Hello there. Uh, this is Reggie Yates from Smash Hits magazine. Um, I've got a question for pop star in training, uh, Mark MacGyver. Um, so my barber is a solid six out of ten. And um, as I've been away from him for a little while now, uh, I've not had a chance to uh, get a haircut. And so my hair has grown out and my beard has grown out as well. I say beard, it's basically patches of hair. Anyway, I want to figure out the best way to keep myself in good shape. So when I get back to my barber, it's not going to be too much work for him because let's face it, he's not the best barber in the world. <laughs> anyway, Reggie Yates, Smash Hits magazine. Question for you, Mark McIver, aka Slider Cuts. Thank you. So, tell us, <laughs> if you've got a bad barber, Mark, what do you do? Wow, man. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm six, wow. <laughs> At my best. <laughs> um, what I'd say for Reggie to do is take a number two, which is an, a gauge on his clipper, and just, or number three, maybe number three safer, and just do a number three or two all around and leave it like that. And no, don't try to shave yourself up, don't try to fade yourself, don't do nothing. And what this will help is, if you're somebody who gets your hair flat, like you get a number one, number two, or something along those levels, it will help for when you get, go back to get your hair cut, your hair would not have grown out of um, oh. growth direction one. And it will keep the same texture as well because you just kept it low, even though you didn't get no fade, no shape up, you just kept it low. Because what happens when you grow your hair is, if you grow your hair into an afro now and you cut it off, what you find is, even though it's low, it starts sticking up. Ah. So your hair starts looking gappy. So if you're someone who has waves or you're someone who just gets their hair cut like every two weeks, then what you could do is literally just take a number two or three and just keep cutting it, you know, every week down to that level. And when you go back to your barber, you won't have to have that first haircut and then wait two weeks for your hair to get back into its original texture and growth pattern and then the second haircut will be good. So this is for mm. advice for mm. someone who apparently has a really bad barber. Apparently, yeah, yeah. And also he should be careful to say that because he has to end up back in the barber chair. Well, yeah, you know, his, 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 his barber could hear this, you know. <laughs>
but hopefully his barber is a professional and will give him that six out of ten I would haircut. I so as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that there's going to be a new style that emerges out of lockdown? For me, I feel like um, a lot of people are going to be happy to wear their hair natural because some people have been contemplating on going natural, but they're like, the journey's too long. So now that you've not had your roots retouched for like, you know, four or five weeks or maybe three months by the time we get out, you're more likely to to be in love with your new God-given textures. Oh, I hope so. It will be in such good condition because you've just left it alone and let it be so that any mm -hmm. new style that you try out is just going to look amazing because the hair, it's in a good condition in the first place. Gonna... When this lockdown's over, I think yeah. everyone's just going to be like, do we do we need to go to these barbers and, and hair salons? <laughs> it's all going to be very, very natural. <laughs> yeah, no, I think everybody's going to come back and go back into their regular routine. I think mm. people, especially for the first probably like couple months, are going to appreciate haircuts a lot, a lot more than they probably ever have. Yeah, but I don't think any styles are really going to change some people might come in and say, oh, you know what, I like it kind of like lengthy, mm. so, you know, fade me, but leave the top a little bit higher. But I think that's about as extreme as it's going to get. Well, thank you so much, guys, for getting involved. It's been so, so nice to talk to both of you. And also some really, really solid advice. I just wanted to ask if people want to find you on your socials, can you please let us know your socials? Uh, well, if you want to find me, it's Slider Cuts on every platform. That is S-L-I-D-E-R-C-U-T-S. Just type in Slider Cuts and you'll find me onto Google or whatever webpage you use. I love that. Just type me into Google and you'll just find me. <laughs> Google me. Yeah, Google me. <laughs> and Charlotte, what about yours? Yeah, so it's just my name, Charlotte Mentzer, on Instagram, on um, online, and on Twitter, we're Hair Lounge 1999. Thank you again to Charlotte and Mark for joining us today and giving us their amazing advice and insights. And thank you so much to our incredible contributors, Perry Shakes Drayton, Donna Wallace, Chris Jammer, Lee Gray, Kobe Yates, Daisy Afore, Live Little, Manny UK, and of course Reggie Yates. You guys have been incredible. What a stellar lineup, I have to say. <laughs> We're just like patting ourselves in the back. <laughs> You have been listening to the Unpretty Podcast, hosted by me, Chi Euphodiama. And me, Basma Khalifa. Not forgetting our producers. Shout out to A. Soleil for booking our amazing guests. And Katie Bissett for managing this whole thing. Special thanks to Xenia Gala for our artwork. And Enoch Colo for our soundtrack. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please make sure you subscribe, rate us, and make sure you tell all your friends. And follow us on at and pretty podcast on Instagram and Twitter for more updates. Until next time. <laughs>